we just speak into who is going to help me get there. And so in my journey in leadership, my dad was one of those significant people in my life. He was a supervisor. And so he had a lot of experience leading people. So when I went into leadership and became a principal, my dad was on my speed dial, right? And so whenever I got stuck in hard places, he was the who that I could go to to get the advice that I needed to get, right? So sometimes we have people in our life that can get us wherever we're trying to go quicker, but we're not utilizing them. So I want you to think about that and to identify your who. Who is your who in your life that you need to solve any type of problem that you have? You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi. I'm your host, Bridget Brown-Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. Hey, hey, hey. I am so very excited. This is your girl, Bridget Brown-Jackson. I'm so very excited about this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode. So this is episode number 202. And if you watched the last episode, the last Sunday episode, episode 200, then you know how momental, uh, how monumental rather, this is for me, right? Um, I shared about how I procrastinated for so many years, put things off, didn't get things accomplished, but now I am fulfilling so many of my dreams and aspirations. And you can too. Yes, today we're going to talk about who not how. Well, I got that topic from a book. Yes, who, not how. And we're going to go into that in more depth after this word from our sponsor. Hey sis, are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling exhausted or maybe even secretly embarrassed that you haven't accomplished the things that you wanted to accomplish at this point in your life? Oh, it's okay. (laughs) Been there, done that. But here's the thing, sis. We have the Hope Ignited Virtual Summit, July 18th. I need you to be there. I need you to be in that virtual seat and change that. You'll walk away with three proven strategies to help you. All you need to do is go to simplytomorrow.com. That's simplytomorrow.com. All right, all right, all right. We are back. We are back. We are back. And guess what? (laughs) I'm still excited. Yes, I want to talk about this who, not how. Well, this episode is a special episode because this is a Father's Day episode. Many of you know I've been talking about my dad on the episode and my dad was just a superhero for me. Uh, I'm going to try to get through this for the people that are listening. uh, There's also a video uh, podcast or episode of this too as well. And so for the people that are watching via YouTube, uh, I'm trying my hardest not to cry. I'm not going to cry. But my father passed a couple months ago for those that might not know. And I um, got the idea to do this. I just finished reading this book, Who Not How. Most incredible, incredible book. Um, First and foremost, if you're not a bookworm, it's okay. I really wasn't a bookworm. I like books and I can read books, but I'm not one of those avid, avid readers like people are. And then I decided, you know what? I want to up-level my life. So I started reading. And I promise you, in the past three years, I've read more books than I did in the past 30 years. 
Now, mind you, I read a lot of books because my career uh, required for me to read a lot of books. I was a school administrator for almost 20 years. I was an educator for almost 30 years. And so it required me to read a lot of of books. Um, But (laughs) when I say I went into overdrive in the past three years, I went over into overdrive in the past three years. I tried to read two to five books a month. Now, I got knocked off my horse a little bit uh, when my father passed away, and I'm getting back on it. And so, who now, how is that the first book I've read since my dad passed? But I pro- it probably is the most impactful, right? And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about it in context of understanding your who, not your how. A how is very important. And, and I'll go into detail, give you a little synopsis of the book, but I need you to go get the book and read the book. It's really a life changer for any part of your life. Uh, it's written with a lot of context towards business, but it's not a business book. Literally, you can apply it in any and everything in your life. And I'm not going to say it's a business book because they say that, that this is all a part of their life. The author, the originator of it literally uses who, not how in every aspect of his life, right? Well, I want to give you three things, as I always do. Number one, identify your who's. Number two, I need you to learn from your who's. And number three, I need you to be that who. <laughs> Let's get into this. You know, I get really, really excited. Very, 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 very excited. So for me, one of the greatest who's in my life was um, my dad. My dad was a superhero for me. Now, was he perfect? He was not. He was not. He was not. Uh, but he was perfectly perfect for me. I say that to to all the time. Um, He was my heartbeat. He was my love. And actually, I have him for the people that are watching in the video format. I have a necklace on my neck. Uh, He made me cremate him. Uh, That was a whole different thing. I can't go down that that story right now. That's a whole different podcast. Uh, But I did not want to do that. No one in my family had been cremated. And so my dad has been saying for decades, I want to be cremated. I want to be cremated. And I had the audacity to say (laughs) under my breath, cremate you, you're going to be gone. You won't know. (laughs) my daddy was petty. He put that in the wheel. (laughs) So therefore he's cremated. But actually uh, the years before he passed away, I really got over that for myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm cool. If you want to be cremated, I am. And so I'm saying that to say, I thought it was going to be a real hard experience for me, but no, it really is not. And even though I say that, you know, I have him with me, I do it as symbolic, but the ashes are not him. You know, his spirit is still living on. And so if you're like that and you can understand and you can relate that you have somebody that was significant in your life, that was your who, uh, then, you know, make sure that you honor that. Now, my father physically isn't here anymore, but I still get to honor him in everything that I do every day. So who are those people? Have you identified the who's in your life? Now, here's where, why you need the who, because who's can help you. Here's the gist of the book. The who can help you get the how, okay? So help that makes sense. So the how, you know, those are the things and all the stuff that you have to do. And a lot of times we focus on how we're going to get something accomplished or how we're going to go about or how we can answer this, right? Rather than if we just speak into who is going to help me get there. And so in my journey in leadership, 
my dad was one of those significant people in my life. He was a supervisor. And so he had a lot of experience leading people. So when I went into leadership and became a principal, my dad was on my speed dial, right? And so whenever I got stuck in hard places, he was the who that I could go to to get the advice that I needed to get, right? So sometimes we have people in our life that can get us wherever we're trying to go quicker, but we're not utilizing them. So I want you to think about that and to identify your who. Who is your who in your life that you need to solve any type of problem that you have? Because we all have problems. OK, so we all have problems or we have things that that are gnawing at us that we need to get done. And it's not how do we do it? How do we get there? Who's going to help us do that? And then secondary, I want you to understand that you need to learn from your who's. Oh, yes. Now, I told you I was a school principal. I have three degrees and I'm not saying that to brag at all. I am saying that to impress upon you the understanding that you have to understand. I did not secure the three degrees by myself. No. So at this point, I know this is a Father's Day edition and I'm honoring my dad today. And that's what I'm talking about. But I have to also honor my mother. Now, she was my first who. I couldn't have gotten where I am today without her help to get that first degree. There was other women that were in my life to help me get that first degree. You know, I was ready to quit. I was <laughs> definitely, I did quit. And then I was ready to quit after I got back in, not even 30 days. But it was women that stopped me in that process and said, oh, no, you will not. You will not. And so I had gotten to a point where, again, I was frustrated. I was tired. I was overwhelmed, you know, but the lesson that I learned was who not how. It wasn't how do I get out of that and how do I get closer to graduation? How do I get to that day that I walk across that stage? But who is going to help me get there? Who is going to be in my life that's going to help make that an easier, quicker, and a happier process? Well, I had a lot of who's that helped me do that. As I said, my mother was one, but there were some particular women that helped me with that so much. And I wouldn't be who I am today without them. And so again, learning from them. So I had a professor <laughs> and she said, uh, Bridget, I need you to be in class. I said, okay. And I was going through that depression period, right? And she says, I need you to be in class. She said, I'll come get you. And I was like, she is not going to come get me. And I started thinking about that. And I started thinking about her behavior. And I started thinking about her, um, just her passion for education, her passion for people and her passion for me. <laughs> I got up to my tail to school because I said, she probably real, really will come and get me. Now, at this time, uh, I was living in the neighborhood, y'all. Uh, so I was like, she didn't live in the neighborhood. She lived in the suburbs. I was like, she's really going to come get me. So I went on to school. But I learned so much from that. I learned so much from that experience of who she was. Her name was Dr. Nancy Webb. Incredible, incredible, incredible professor. Uh, hadn't met. I had a lot of great professors. Let me take that back. But her passion, her love. 
I, I really felt her genuine concern for me. I felt her presence. I felt, I still feel it to this day. I haven't seen her in um, over 20 years and I've been searching for her, looking for her. I wish I could find her to let her see the me that I am today because I am who I am today because of her. So what lessons have you learned from your who's that have helped position you to where you are today? So in the book, one of the things that they talk about is the transforming self versus the authoring self. Now, the authoring self still needs some type of of, um, recognition, some type of, you know, um, they're not in that space that they have been self-actualized, right? But the transforming self is totally there. So you learn that. From the who's that are in your life. And I learned that from Dr. Nancy Webb. I learned that from my mother. I learned that from my father. They actually transformed me into the Bridget that I am today. And so one more thing that the book talks about, and again, this is just a tip of it. So please, it's a five-hour read on an audio book. <laughs> so get it. Who, not, how. Well, in it, they also talk about the authors, Dan and Ben. They talk about the fact that uh, you can have transforming relationships or transactional relationships. Mm. I just want that to sit right there because I want you to process that. Transforming relationships is where, and I love this because I'm a big Stephen Covey. You all have heard me say this on this podcast. Stephen Covey said, in his seven habits of highly effective people, uh, he talks about synergy, you know, and it's so it, it goes, it's a mutual thing. Seek to understand, then to be understood. It's a mutual thing when you're uh, adding value to other people, but other people are adding value to you. So a transforming um, relationship, both parties are doing some giving. Both parties have something mutually that they bring to. And so I love to say this, you know, about um, the parasite versus the prodigy, you know, the protege, rather, sorry, uh, protege. I, I can't uh, speak sometimes and, and write down, trying not to cry. I told y'all this is an emotional time. <laughs> so the protege, um, you can have your protege that they want what you have to offer. They want what is in your hand. They want to learn. The parasite just sits on you and takes. So who is in your life that is giving? And then how in your life are you giving? Do you have a transforming relationship? Transactional relationships is, again, it's just an exchange and it's not an even exchange. It's not even um, probably what is even best. Again, more parasitic than uh, being you know, the protege. I want to be somebody's protege. I want somebody to be my protege, which leads into which leads into number three. I need you to be somebody's who. So there's a great story in the Bible about Boaz. Um, if you know the story, read the book of Ruth. It's a very short book. Uh, and it talks about a family. And there's a lady named Naomi. Naomi's husband dies. She has two sons that they have wives. Her two sons die. So she's in mourning, she's in grief, and she is just having a boo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo sob party. 
And she tells her daughter-in-laws, go back to your home because they weren't native to her land. They were in a land that didn't even believe in the God that she believed in. So she admonished them, go back to you, you all's uh, kindred. Go back to your gods. Go back to your land. Go back to your parents. Because I don't have sons for you. And we know in the biblical times, it was important, you know, to have sons for that very, very fact. Because we in those times, the men were the ones that led and did everything, right? Well, she said, I can't even have sons uh, that you'll wait on. If I had a baby right now, you can't even wait. Well, Oprah left and she went uh, back home. But Ruth didn't. Ruth said, no, I'm going to follow you. Your God will be my God. You are everything to me, basically. And I'm going to follow you. And that's exactly what she did. And then guess what happened? Yes, some incredible thing happened. Naomi started telling her, she started coming up out the depression a little bit. And so she started mentoring her. She was a who for Ruth. And she told Ruth what to do. She says, well, we need to get a kinsman. And so Boaz ended up being that kinsman. Now, Boaz wasn't the first one that was in line to be the kinsman. The person before said, uh-uh. So Boaz stepped up and said, I'll take this responsibility. And so you'll hear people sometimes in the Christian world talk about a Boaz. And because a Boaz is a redeemer, uh, similar to Christ, a kinsman redeemer, right? Well, who are those Boazes? Who are those redeemers in your life? That's what I was just asking you. Well, my dad was that for me. He added value to my leadership. My mother was that for me. She added value to my intellectual proudness that I have. Yes, she used to take my, pe- my papers, y'all. I'm sorry, sidebar. She used to take my papers with a red pen and mark them up. My English professor couldn't even get to it first, but she made me a better writer. Not at that time, I'm still struggling, but now I laugh because when I'm in positions with people that have more than me, that have more degrees than I do, I'm like, hey, I can hang with them. Why? Because I had a who that had poured into me, right? Dr. Nancy Webb, a who? Dr. Joanne Shabazz, a who? I had some incredible, incredible women in my life that helped me get to where I wanted to get. Well, number three is I want you to be the who. I want you to be the Boaz. So how are you perfecting yourself so that you could be the who for somebody else? So you can help them with the how. The how is a much easier process when you have the right who's in your life. And I like to tell you all all this all the time, that you are somebody's, somebody's, Shiro, Miro, Hero. Somebody's looking for you. Somebody's looking for your lessons. You have something, whether you're a leader, whether you're in front of people, whether you're in behind the scenes, whatever you are, you actually have worth and value that you need to be pouring into somebody else. There's some wisdom that needs to be poured out. You solve somebody's pain. Yes, you do. You do. You help somebody get over something and add a solution to them. 
whether it's something simple or whether it's something complicated, you are somebody's who. So are you the Boaz that helps solve or make the day? Well, in the story, Boaz takes Ruth to to, to, to be her his wife. They went from poverty-stricken, Naomi depressed, to they didn't have to worry about anything in the world. Totally provided for and had enough wealth and abundance to get everything that they needed. How are you adding wealth and abundance to someone? It doesn't have to mean financially, but you have something to enlighten somebody else to add abundance to them. Yes, I'm telling you, you got this. And so I need you to make sure that you're sharpening yourself. Remember I told you about Stephen Covey. That's one of my best gurus. When I I was an educator, he probably was the first person that helped me really, really get into uh, personal and professional development. I have never met Stephen Covey. But you can't tell me that <laughs> because literally his books, his trainings is everything that I can get my hands on. And we were in the world of all of this technology that we have today. I sat at his feet. He was a who in my life to help me with the high. My first women's ministry that I started helping and working with women to help them get past their limitations and for them to understand and know that they were powerful beyond measure. It was called Sisters of Strength. Well, my name means strength, if you didn't know that. If you watch the podcast, you you know that. Bridget means strength. And so I was somebody's who because somebody else was my who. So who are you going to be the who for? Mm. Yeah, a little bit of Dr. Seuss in there. All righty. I hope this has really blessed you. I hope you understand. You need to make sure that you're identifying your who's. Make sure you're learning from your who's. And most of all, make sure you are being transforming in your relationships, not transactional. Transactional is surface. Transforming. How do you transform other people's lives? All righty. This has been it for today. We hope, we hope, we hope this was a blessing to you. Who, not how. I want to be your who to help you with your how, whatever that may be. It might be something simple. It might be something major. But here's how I know that I show up in the world to help people with my who. I help women get out of themselves and stop living in the past, the past of I didn't get it done. Never, it's never, ever, ever too late. Yes, that's my summit that I have coming up. And it's never too late. It's absolutely never too late. Everything is within you. I say this all the time, you are a seed. So I know who I am trying to pour into and bless. Do you know who you're trying to pour into and bless? Woo! I'm not going to start back up again because I know I can. I have had the pleasure of being with you today. And I love saying this. I really, really do. Uh, That you are mighty. And I want you to live on purpose. Could you do me a favor really quick? 
Could you share this with someone else that you know that it could bless? Yes, it's not about the numbers for me. If you know me, you know one of my values is I'm altruistic. And so I very much love to help humanity. I love pouring out and giving. My second value is theoretical, meaning I love wisdom and I love to learn, right? And then if you follow me talking about the disc, I am an eye on the disc. So I'm very interactive. <laughs> so I love, I'm drawn to people. So it's more about pouring into people and helping people than it is the numbers. But if you know that there's somebody that could need this, could you be the who for them today to help them with the how? Maybe they're stuck. Maybe they need to hear just that little teeny bit about transforming self so they can research and learn more and find out more about the transforming self. So could you be so kind as to share it with somebody else? And then if you haven't done a review, could you please do a review? And most of all, I love hearing from my listeners. You can email me at ordainededucator at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. Or you can email me at hello at bridgetbrownjackson.com. I normally don't do my technical email because people misspell Bridget. <laughs> and it's easier to spell ordained educator. Everybody knows Gmail, right? Also, I would just like to say thank you for taking out time for yourself today and listening to this, being the who for yourself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And last but not least, you know, I like to conclude by saying, coach me and I learn, challenge me and I grow, believe in me and I win. You are a winner. I believe in you. God bless you.